and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie podcast. I'm April Edmansky, and I'm here today with... Justin DeClue. And Colin Cunningham. And it is a new year. It is 2019. Happy New Year, everybody. How are we changing things up? What are our resolutions? Only watch good movies now. <laughs> yeah, I have a short, sassy new haircut, and I'm ready to uh, watch lots more bad movies that are secretly awesome and i've got a bad <laughs> attitude and i'm gonna only record these podcasts at the gym because <laughs> i just signed up with, for a new membership i'm on the elliptical yeah. right now yeah, exactly. uh, i just signed up for good life fitness well that actually goes we had kind of a theme this week which was uh women fighting a, eh, a vaguely. little bit that was that was the idea it didn't really work out that way so uh we watched a cynthia rothrock movie although she's not starring in it she's in it it's called not enough it's called the magic crystal mm-hmm. i think it's just magic crystal oh yeah, yeah. you're right Ma- as the magic words crystal. explode on screen at the beginning of the film in a way that could only be done when they had to be done practically you can feel the people like pulling up the i guess like um, yeah the title is like hand carved out of actual crystal and then yeah, there's exactly. like an explosion uh, this is a hong kong film what year did it come out i think again? it was 80 1986 86, i believe okay it was directed by a guy named wong jing who's most famous for um directing a bunch of schlock in hong kong including naked killer and City Hunter with Jackie Chan. Just oh, yeah, right. big, wacky movies. And this was his attempt to, I don't know, cash in on Jackie Chan, um, Indiana Jones, and E.T. all at once. I get yeah. 100%. I could absolutely see Jackie Chan in this role. Like, there were some moments where I was looking at Andy Lau, and I'm like, mm-hmm. wow. So Andy Lau stars in this film, and he's probably one of the biggest pop stars ever to come out of Hong Kong. He is still a massive star to this day, still headlines films. And this was 1986. He was very young. And it seems like they weren't quite sure what to do with him. So it's one of the rare times he does action. You may know Andy Lau, if you saw the um, original Infernal Affairs, which was remade as The Departed oh. by Marty Scorsese. Uh, was he uh, Leo or... Uh, I don't remember which one he was. <laughs> one of the main characters, I'm sure. But probably, here probably he's Matt kicking butt. Um, he's, he's really good, actually. And you guys said that you actually haven't seen that many Hong Kong movies, right? I've seen a lot. A lot of Jackie Chan. I was a Jackie Chan fanatic. Uh, so you're like, Rubble in the Bronx, Shanghai Night. No. <laughs> No, the original. Around the no, world in 80 not. days. The Hong underrated. Kong ones. Oh, it was it uh, The Spy Next Door? <laughs> oh, boy. Shot in Toronto. Did yeah. you not work on Spy Next Door? Uh, probably. If I had to pick a movie that you worked on, it'd probably be The Spy Next Door out of... Or um, <laughs> what is the one where he's like a babysitter? I forget what... Uh, Jackie a, Chan? Sorry, I was thinking of The Tuxedo, because that was shot oh, in Toronto. that was Toronto, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, my friend did work on The Tuxedo, and he had some very funny stories. Shocking. <laughs> but uh, no, I... I actually haven't seen like any Hong Kong movies. I think the only ones I've seen are like for this podcast and maybe because there's uh, monthly screenings at the Royal. Yeah, at Laser Blast Film Society. You watch Future Cops, which was also a Wong Jing film. So now was Wong Jing in Future Cops? Because he's in this movie. I don't think he was. Yeah, this is a film that we mentioned Andy Lau stars as a police officer who is the most cash police officer in the world. He doesn't seem to be like... Not a care in the world. (laughs) Not a care in the world. He's vacationing. He doesn't (laughs) seem to be any urgency at all and no. he's teamed up with the director of the film Wong Jing who plays a, a, a chubby loser a buffoon he's <laughs> the comic relief character he gets yeah. all the jokes mm-hmm. 100% of the well actually there's another slightly comedic <laughs> performance but we'll get to oh, yeah, that later that's right. what is the plot of this movie so wow. the plot is that some dude finds something in Greece and calls Andy Lau and is like come down to Greece from Hong Kong I need to give you something and then shenanigans ensue yeah. and let me just cut to the chase and say 
that the object that he needs to give Andy Lau <laughs> is a magic crystal that is like an E.T., like it could talk, it can grant wishes. It's a sentient rock. It yes. has magical powers. It looks like a gigant giant piece of jade. Well, they the, call it jade. Jade, the kid. But yeah, it's like a big raw. Oh, we forgot rock. that uh, Wang Jing has a nephew who's an annoying little boy with glasses. And his name yeah. is Pin Pin. Pin Pin. <laughs> Everyone's always screaming, "Where's Pin Pin?" Yeah, yeah. that was uh, uh, the Peter Jackson movie, right? Or uh, a Pin Pin. Yeah, that's right. Secret of the Eupinorn uh, or something like that. <laughs> oh, no, wait, Secret no, that was ooze. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, the, that's right. The Adventures <laughs> of Pin Pin. Yeah, the adventures of Pin Pin. Yeah, very racist. Andy Serkis played the... uh, Every role. Played the Jade Rock. His name name is Pin, but his mom calls him Pin Pin. Pin Pin. And Pin just makes me think of that David Hewitt movie. (laughs) The one where... like That's a great movie, you guys. The David Hewitt film where they love that like fucking see-through sex doll. Well, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I wanted to say fuck doll and I got my fucks confused. (laughs) That fucking see-through sex doll. We gotta watch that at some point. Pin. Um, But yeah, this movie. uh, So they go to Greece. <laughs> and they meet Cynthia Rothrock. Yes. Yes. Now you think that she's a bad guy at first, but then you find out she's uh, she's an Interpol agent. Yeah, I was gonna say she's working with the cops, but she's like a secret agent from America. And uh, Cynthia Rothrock is introduced uh, in a fight scene where she's carrying around a bag, and all of us were like, "Oh boy, I don't know what weapon this is, but yeah. I'm excited." It looks, it, it looks like, like a, a bad, you know, if you if you were like a, a pool hustler. I was gonna say <laughs> you're a, carrying a, around your own custom pool cue. Yeah, a pool cue that you screw apart and keep but it you a bag. you know it, it's her and it's gonna be some weapon. It kind of is. Be awesome. though. Though, because yeah. it's one of those sticks that are attached by um, chains. Yeah. And then she attaches them. It's like a blind man a cane, you know, with like the elastic connector that you can mm-hmm. sort of fold it. You guys Except know. it's got a spear point at the end. Oh, I was yeah. very disappointed because I thought it was one of those like sectioned off staffs that you sometimes see in kung fu movies that they use. But she just yeah. kind of like stretches it out and it instantly becomes a pole. Yeah, she put it back together too fast. Suddenly starts fighting with. And like I have to say, uh, we've only ever seen uh, Undefeatable, which is the other Cynthia Rothrock That's the only movie. other Cynthia movie we've seen. She's fucking amazing. This fight scene is so good. This is the thing about Cynthia Rothrock, who I'm sure is going to appear a lot on this podcast because she made a lot of not so good movies, is that she's an amazing martial artist. And mm-hmm. when she started in film, she started working with Sam Hung in Shanghai Express, which is like, he is the best martial arts director ever. And he knew how to use her because she can move. She's mm-hmm. tiny, but she can do so much stuff. Yeah, she's, she's so very nimble. Amazing. Very mm-hmm. nimble, like, very graceful. And very, she uh, loves baggy blue shirts. <laughs> all the <laughs> better to movie. move around in. At one point, she wears like a puffy shirt that's just like all blue. It almost yeah. looks like a Michelin man suit. <laughs> yeah, and it's just billowing and it's ple- it's got pleats. But she's fun. And then at one point she's got a, a pink track pants and a pink track uh, like a, a sweatshirt on. Yeah. And then she's just got a red jacket over. But she it's like a very kind of like eighties mom clothing. <laughs> she looks exactly like an eighties. Yeah. Mom. She has like a mom haircut. She's too, got the kind of but shorts. that was popular at the time. Yeah, yeah. the bob kind of thing. But she's, the thing yeah. is, like in undefeatable English language movie, it, her, she's not a bad actress. She's like, okay. Yeah, she's she, pretty good. She's okay. But like I I wonder like why because I watched an interview clip with her recently where she was like uh, I was told to come to America and not do any more Hong Kong movies because that would be bad for my American image and then I came to America and didn't make anything good they wouldn't I put her in anything I couldn't get a job here so I should have just stayed in Hong Kong and made these movies that I that I love and I get to actually do stuff. So it's kind it's of like, a bummer because she was like a star. She was co-starring <laughs> with Michelle Yeoh in films like Yes, Madame or uh, Yung Bao in Writing Wrongs. Like they were p- 
headlining her yeah. and then she come to America where they have no respect for stunt performers especially if yeah. they're women and mm. they're like ah screw you you're going to I think they star. just side- sidelined her and pretty much well, didn't Well I think like the woman thing probably worked against her but I wonder in America she wasn't popular was it because that she was white there weren't any like white female kung fu stars. I don't think there were like there any were no, white any female kung fu, fu stars, stars at all in America. And not back then. No, no. not back but then. But like like ma- male male kung fu stars like look at like Jet Li or something much later, but it's like they wanted they wanted Asian people to do these martial arts things. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I can understand what you mean. Like anytime you would see martial arts in like American action films, most of the time it's played as like a joke. It's like, and if you look at like eighties action stars, that's not it really, that's not martial also, arts. Also like this movie was shot in 1986, magic crystal. Yeah. It was 86. Like look at the action movies there, as far as like fighting was in America. <laughs> it's like people fighting in the sand, like kids. Uh, like yeah. I was telling you, like there are so many fight scenes in this movie. And at one point, I like turned to Justin, and I'm like, any one of these would be the highlight of any North American action mm-hmm. film. Even now. Even now. Yeah. And it just blows anything away. And, and this is like a this, throwaway, like, comedy action movie. It's like a Three's Company movie. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? It's like there's it's so It's also many, a kid's movie that's also a sci-fi movie. It just has everything in it. And it's just like, yeah, like you said, a throwaway movie and just full of these action scenes that are just so fucking amazing. Well, yeah. uh, now that we've talked about the action scenes, I'm going to swerve and say that my favorite thing was that freaky Jade Rock. Now, <laughs> I sold this to you guys as an E.T. movie, and I didn't remember it very well, and I got a little bit scared at first because I was like, oh, no, is it just a rock that glows and has, like, mental voices? Nope. It's filled with nightmare fuel because <laughs> yeah. it grows it little walks. legs and walks around. <laughs> um, it also has a very phallic thing that pops out of his head. It's like, touch me for power. Yeah, it's, 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 it's like E.T.'s like e. glowing finger, but it looks like a penis. It, ta- yeah. it talks, but it's just like a female voice uh-huh. with like that sounds echoey that just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> but and and like, it also has a mouth. It has a tongue. And, a tongue oh. that looks like it's covered in jism. It it's so, so gross. Disgusting. It only happens once. I think. What, like, was it, what was it licking? It was licking something off uh, the kid's he bed. He was feeding it like ice cream or something like that. <laughs> oh, but yeah, right, so the boy right. loves the jade rock. Oh, well, he loves the jade rock because... Uh, it has magical powers. Yeah. Which, which um, I, 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 I'll throw to Colin because I know what his favorite thing was. <laughs> what do you mean? Because this rock can grant wishes. Yeah. It, and, it's, its powers are very vaguely defined. <laughs> like, at one point, um, the villain is like, if you cover it in a blanket, it can't use its power. And it's like, when did it? When did anybody ever say this? Yeah, <laughs> and it convinces some person that, you know, uh, I'll give you mind control powers, but mm-hmm. only within five, a five foot radius. <laughs> yeah, but He but, didn't hear that part. He didn't yeah, hear that part. Because he tries to go and rob a bank. I mean, like most Hong Kong <laughs> films, it feels like it was like made up on a whim. Like... 15 minutes will be spent with a different character doing something. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's a mad, 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 mad world or <laughs> yeah. something. It's yeah, just like... it was like that. It was hard to keep track of who was who because they kept introducing characters. It started off with a ton of characters and they slowly get weeded out. <laughs> yeah, Like they're going to Greece and you're like, oh, I guess they'll have like adventures in Greece. Nope, because they go right back to Hong Kong. Yeah, and then Andy Lau is just waltzing through all of this with not a care in the world. Yeah. He barely even seems uh, interested or connected to the main <clears throat> plot in that... Uh, 
stuff happens around him and he just happens to be there to react. I mean, sometimes like he's walking through um, a parking garage at one point with a woman and he has like bags in his hands. <laughs> he's like, went gym. to the gym or something like that. And then the villains show up and they're like, we're going to get you. And then suddenly out of the bag, a grappling hook shoots out like a harpoon yeah. gun. And, yeah, like, and they just Whoa! rappel down the side of a building. That's right. They were full uh, of weapons. Speaking of the villain, it's, mm. uh, it's Richard Norton. Yeah. Richard Norton yes. last seen uh, in Jim Cotta for no such thing as a bad movie. But I swear to God, he's still wearing the same. I'm pretty sure he had these <laughs> spiky gauntlets. That it he could wore. have been shot like the same year. I think it might have been around because he looks exactly the same. Yeah. So you think that they were like, "Hey, you got those gauntlets? You got the job." Yeah. I think he even had the same like partially dyed. Hair. I'd have to go it's back to Jim sure. Cotta. Yeah, I think he had yeah, a, yeah. Like, just blondie. the top is blonde, and then he has like a brown mullet. Yeah, it's like these sort of like <laughs> the carpets scarves. don't match the drapes or anything like <laughs> yeah. that. But he's also wearing like the same kind of like V-neck shirt. Only in Hong Kong, it's like a it's like a regular like billowy shirt. It's not like a big like leather vest. And, he gets, he gets the shirt off uh, at one point. You yeah, know. yeah. He's like, look at my ass. They sneak onto the boat. He's yeah, a, he's a his two henchmen dude. are wearing full scuba suits, and he just has no shirt on. He's <laughs> like, I don't need a wetsuit. It's my skin. Yeah, I threw this to Colin, but the like the 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 jade. Remember, it has magic powers, and yes. that was your favorite part. That you were like wrote it down. And you're like, I love this part. Wait, I've got I've got a few things. He's talking about the wacky okay. scenario so, that happens. We're, we're talking. So at one point, this like weird character is introduced. He's like the kind of second comedic relief character. <laughs> yeah, and, not enough. Uh, they need so the second one. He tries to uh, climb. He climbs through the kid's window to the outside of this house, and he sneaks across. He's yeah. walking on this. He railing, wants to be a peeper, a peeping tom, and he wants to watch this girl like take off her clothes. And then the rock, being the judge dread like figure that it is, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'll punish him. Not Dwayne Johnson. It's uh, the Jade Rock. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's, <laughs> the Rock? Dwayne, he's suddenly Dwayne, Dwayne John- Johnson. Oh. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> and he comes he's down. He's starring in the reboot. Yeah. And then the Rock says, he's trying to, you know, peep on a girl. I'll show he's him. Like, I smell what the, what the comes, Rock is cooking. <laughs> and we have to say, speaking of smell, okay, the Rock's powers... When, Just call it the Jade. Okay, that's the, what they call it in the movie. The Jade Rock. Yeah, or the, call the it Mr. Rock. Johnson. <laughs> So the Jade Rock uh, says, I've got mind control powers. I can make people see things. And then uh, the peepers like looking in releases this power. But the power uh, that comes out of the rock is like someone smelled a fart. It's like an animated fart smell that goes up people's noses. (laughs) And you remember, he makes the girl look like a horror. She turns around. Yeah, because she's taking her top off. And you're like, oh, is it going to turn into a man or something like that? Like, that would be the easy comedy thing to do. Because Rock says it's like, I'm going to put like evil nightmares in his head. So the girl turns around and I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be the the, the fat uncle. But then the girl turns around and she just like starts ripping her skin off and there's like lizard skin. And this guy's reaction action is so, <laughs> so it's good. like something out of a, a Bugs Bunny or like Roadrunner or something cartoon he's, he's like, like whoa and he flies off the building shoots about 10 feet away from the building and like land like a cartoon like on the ground spread eagle on the ground yeah like the way he d- he he's so shocked that he jumps backwards and, and does a backflip off this he does a backflip like, 50 right. feet off the ground and lands and oh then the rock God. is like ha, 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 that was good do you want me to change his body for 24 hours? Yeah, it's the, like, hasn't he suffered enough? More punishment. <laughs> yeah, then the, the, the Jade Rock uh, swaps his feet for his, his, hands. his hands. That sounds so insane when we say it, because nothing like that what happens. That? Everything about this movie sounds insane when you say it. Simpsons bit with 
Dr. Nick who's like, oh, but <laughs> oh, yeah. my old friend with a leg for an arm and an arm for a leg. It's like that only he has two feet and his hands are on his where his feet should be. And then like we spend 10 minutes where he's like, I got to make it look like I don't have arms. So, so he's doing yoga. So he just crosses his legs on his bed and he's just like, I'm doing yoga. He's like, and I'm stretching my leg. But he's stretching it, it his works. foot on the wall and it looks like he's got his leg up on the wall. And the guy's really it's impressed. So oh, and it's like uh, one of the, the uh, chief of police characters. Yeah, the chief of police who's in this movie is actually the villain from Enter the Dragon. That's right. <laughs> and you think he's going to be more in this movie. Like, nope, it he gets like, killed. It seemed like he's going to be like a big bad, but no, no. So many things happen in this movie. Andy Lau goes to jail. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Andy yeah. Lau is framed okay. for a murder. So the comic relief character who got, gets his hands and feet swapped, he ends up in a, a mental asylum and he's <laughs> yeah. never seen again. <laughs> yeah, but He tries to through. rob a bank because he thinks he has magical <laughs> powers. And then <laughs> he's uh, outside of the five foot radius. Yep, and they haul him away to a mental asylum in a straitjacket. And we're he's yeah we never, never see seen him again. again. That's never it. seen again. He got a lobotomy. Yeah. Lobotomy. I was <laughs> just hoping that they cut to him at the end of the movie. and He's got a hole in his head, and then he's he was a creeper anyway. Yeah, he was. Yeah, well. he deserved to die <laughs> <laughs> in a mental asylum. Well, oh man, I, I hope April doesn't get her hands on to Jade. God, no one ever watched Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, well, that's a terrible movie. Yeah, it's I've, very I've offensive. N- I've never yeah. seen it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, my favorite part. Well, I mean, aside from all of the awesome fight scenes but there's one fight scene in particular that was awesome which is there's the mom character of the little boy and she's just uh yeah i think they just call her mama or something but she's uh just like making tea at night like watching 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 tv and uh her house gets uh and she's knitting i guess her Mm. house gets invaded by the bad guys including um Richard, R- Richard Norton. Norton. Yeah. Old Beardy <laughs> himself. I'm going to say Graham Norton. But that's <laughs> yeah, Graham Norton. <laughs> not, not, how about Ed Norton? <laughs> Ed Norton? No, nobody likes Ed Norton anymore. But yeah, I was like, it's oh true. no, like, what it's are true. they going to do to this old woman? And like, she takes out her knitting needle and like stabs it in the guy's face and does these like insane splits and kicks back. And I was like, oh, she knows Kung Fu too. Turns out she's actually a huge Kung Fu star. <laughs> she's and she's amazing. amazing. And like, an older woman, like older, like she was probably like 35 or something. She does but they the made her look splits. older. Yeah, like, she does the splits between like a door frame yeah. and she's pinning two, these guys. two guys. And she's she's balancing in the door frame and she takes down like five guys plus Graham Norton. And don't and forget then, she uh, grabs the sword <laughs> off the wall. Yeah, so that's just like when they were carrying their weapons around with her. She just had all her weapons like displayed on walls. Is that why people do that? Who have yeah, weapons? so when Robert's bursted, you can just grab them off the wall. Yeah, yeah. That's why uh, Colin has those chainsaws on the wall like muskets. Uh, yeah, yeah, so when uh, yeah invaders <laughs> come into my house. The yeah. British. <laughs> it was a great scene though. And then like later in the scene, like Cynthia um, Rock, Cynthia Rock, Rock, Rock in. bursts in and has a cool fight with the... Uh, it's Richard Norton. Richard, Richard, Richard Norton. Norton. <laughs> Richard, Richard Norton. I see your mouth move. You're like, Graham. <laughs> I don't know. And also later in the movie, there's a spaceship. But their fight. Okay, we <laughs> okay, have to. Yeah, we, we have to get to, to get that. To that. Anyway, that was a their, good fight scene. Uh, their fights are fantastic. There's uh, one fight. I think it's Richard Norton and Cynthia Rothrock and Pinpin's mom. <clears> yeah. <throat> Same fight scene that you're talking about. Probably the three biggest like martial arts stars in the movie, right? Because wasn't Andy Lau not? He was not a martial arts star. Yeah. Even though he does he all. Does of his own martial he does arts a really good job in actually. the movie, and he is good. Yeah, but the other three are like, but their uh, their sort of three way fight is really yeah. really good. Yeah, he's like facing off against the two women. Yeah, and, it's and he like, loses, and then because he has he to leave. And I made a joke, which I I was like, oh, if this was any other movie, I'd assume this was the climax. 
but I know there's another ending. And there is. They go to a warehouse and they have a bunch of fights. You said that like three times. That wasn't the climax. I was wrong. Every I'm like, time wait you a think minute. it's the climax because, oh, wow, this is some amazing fight scene. Yeah. There's yeah. another scene. Where like Cynthia Rothrock is like dressed in like a white suit with a hat and she's like beating They kind of infiltrate up. the bad guy's base at mm-hmm. one point. No, the climax, I mean, there's a fight, but then the climax is... The ending of it, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And also <laughs> Close Encounters and also E.T. And, and Indiana Jones. Okay, yes. here's the funny thing. So they end up going to this, uh, they go back to Greece, yeah, everybody. AKA stand in front of some pillars. Yeah, yeah. and then they find, uh, <laughs> they find this cave and they find a UFO in the cave with a sort of like a desiccated alien. He's all shriveled up. It looks like a classic gray if uh, people know your alien physiology. Yeah, except it's white. But And then they, they like move it a bit. So it's like a puppet. But up that's... to this point, they have to like go through all these traps. They have to go through these lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, that shoot the... like darts. Yeah, you yeah. have to like go through these light beams just like Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's like a, like a rock that comes down from the ceiling. This, like like cr- Temple of Doom. Ceiling crushing you. There's, so the scene's like Raiders of the Lost Ark and Temple of Doom. And then we come across this UFO. And Justin, you're like, oh my God, this is like Crystal Skull. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. when you see it, it looks like the alien from the kingdom of it's the kind of like skull. a similar ending to crystal skull but Chris, this was 1986 mm-hmm. so it ripped off raiders and temple of doom yeah obviously but then i think george lucas watched this movie uh, yeah is and that you, what it's called kingdom of the crystal skull yeah, what the is. fuck is the kingdom <laughs> well, i don't just, know it's just the, the do you remember that time that like harrison ford was asked what the next movie and he's like uh mm. it's like the heart of atlantis or something like that <laughs> was he talking about crystal skull no, or the it, next just, if there was it a sounded next like one. he just made it up and well, it sounded was, like he was like looking around the room he's like oh it's the clock of atlantis's like, dinner it's, plate it's, <laughs> it's like it's like the uh usual suspects he's looking around the kobayashi Maru, uh, <laughs> Steven Spielberg's like, oh, I haven't written that, read that script yet. I'm sure it'll be great. And he's looking around. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's the... Uh, so, of course, this climax that happens in Greece, a.k.a. a warehouse in Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, everybody gets to fight. Lots of fun. And at so the end, good. Richard Norton uh, jumps on the alien and gets taken away like Kate Blanchett at yeah. the end of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. He, he just like disappears? Yeah. yeah, he, yeah he unfortunately he, doesn't explode. He flies away in like a lens flare. The ceiling looks like... It's like the, a, another fart kind of thing. Yeah, the ceiling yeah, looks yeah. like the Pantheon in Rome. It has like a kind of hole in the ceiling and a light shaft coming down. He kind of like flies out in a lens flare. Yeah, so the rock go is it turns out it's a computer um, yeah he is <laughs> it's a computer, soon to be our president computer brain in a rock <laughs> God, i hope so <laughs> and then it sends the alien to space and then it's like i have to go too and the little boy's like no i love you the you know the classic et and et iron it's giant okay, whatever ET. but don't worry the rock poops out a smaller rock <laughs> Shits out a small rock <laughs> and, and then, then the kid holds it and he's like, yeah, and it's like the end. And it's yeah. freeze frame in the end. Yay! So now he has a magical rock, I if guess. only all films could be this packed with silliness, but uh, satisfying everything. silliness. Everything. There's also a everything. scene where the rock helps the little kid. I keep saying the rock. The jade <laughs> helps the little kid defeat his bullies. Yeah. Which is it, another uh, trope of these types of uh, kid with... It, what's the name of that type of movie? Kid with an alien movie? E.T. movies? I don't know. I thought there was a name for that. Trope, uh, alien whatever. kid films. I mean, what were? <laughs> no, I didn't. What are they? Was. E. T. Uh, Iron, Mac and Me. Iron Giant. Uh, Nuki. 
Um, there's one where a kid gets like an alien suit and it was mostly shot in Canada and I don't remember what it's called. It's like a Giver like suit. I've seen it. It's fun. Yeah, it's the Giver. <laughs> Giver 2, Dark oh. Hero. Uh, uh, that's pretty much CJ7, the Stephen Chow film. Was it Max Steel, was it? Yes. Uh, no, Max Steel came out a few years ago. I don't remember what it <laughs> there's, is. There's way more of these movies. I just can't think of them right now. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's sad to watch Cynthia Rothrock in this film because like when she came to America, some of the films that she made were made with Robert Clark. House, the guy who gave Bruce Lee a shot in America. He directed mm. Enter the Dragon. And he also gave Jackie Chan his shot in America because oh, uh... he directed Battle Creek Brawl. Right. Robert Klaus is like a guy that like he obviously means well, but he can't deliver. Yeah, he, he directed Jim Kata as well. Oh. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, that was okay. Yeah, that's, that's some stuff. That's some good stuff. That didn't have like exceptional fight scenes. It, it had nothing pretty like this. good. Like, nothing, like, no, nothing to this level. You just oh, man, it's just it's am- it's amazing how much better this is than anything you I know, see and the great thing is, is like, well, like it's a quote unquote bad movie. <laughs> it's not. The this f- is one that I got under the wire. It's great. The but fight scene, like, it would be considered <laughs> trash to most people because yeah. it is a rip off of all the stuff. And not everybody can appreciate this kind of fight choreography. Um, <laughs> the, the, we're cosmic brains. There's, so we there's the plot to get through, but when you get to the action scenes, I don't think anybody could watch it and not be impressed. Well, yeah. some people are not impressed by action scenes, like they're just like they yeah. don't it doesn't like fuck those people and this is an action like it's, it's martial arts people. as i've mentioned before i have a martial arts background um but speaking of great action scenes <laughs> oh God. let's move on it's to our terrible, second movie terrible segment. okay uh the second movie we watched robert klaus directed enter the dragon <clears throat> they call me bruce was a parody of bruce lee the film we called that one was no no it's a parody of bruce okay. lee uh the film we called was called uh called they uh call me what too many calls <laughs> they, they call, call me, me macho my name. <laughs> No, they call me by your name. Okay, yeah. okay. The second movie we watched was called They Call Me Macho Woman. <laughs> and you're, and you're, you're saying to, it like... I have to say it like that because it has an exclamation point. It has an exclamation mark at the end, though, not like, like Macho Woman. They Call Me Macho Woman. They Call Me Macho Woman. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, featuring a woman who's really not very macho until the very end. Even then, not very macho. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Yeah. It may be one of our favorite things. Yeah. So this is a film that was directed by Patrick uh, Donahue, who uh, directed Parole Violators, which I suggested for this podcast. But Colin had done it for Red Letter Media before. Yeah. Right. So we might release it as a Patreon episode, but it's a movie that we all have seen and love. Yeah. yeah. He did Parole Violators in Kill Squad, which uh, RLM. Uh, yeah. And they call me Macho Woman. Came between those, and I guess it was their attempt to get into the like. I don't know, Last House by the Left kind of like sexual or, assault revenge yeah, like woman kind of thing. Revenge, woman gets assaulted and then she gets revenge. A uh, bit, like woman gets assaulted and assaulted yeah. and assaulted. But it's not as graphic just, as that may sound. It's yeah. not. It, she keeps getting captured and then running away and getting captured. Yeah, to be honest, it's not like you actually, like there's there's not like full on like penetrating. And there's rape. no nudity or anything there's like no that. There's no nudity, which but, surprised me. And but you she know, is assaulted like several times. She is, but she's never like she's always got this quip and like one line. She has a very blase attitude about being held hostage. <laughs> At one point, yeah. she runs away and grabs her crotch, and, and like, she's like, "Yeah!" and gives him the finger. Is, she's like, "You want some of this?" or something yeah. like that. So uh, the plot of this movie is a woman with, I guess, a real estate agent. Yeah. They're going into the mountains, and they come across well, kind of uh, it Mongo. Op- it, oh, it opens <laughs> up with uh, a it, like as a 
in media res no no it opens up with they introduce this gang and they are making drugs slowly yeah Yeah. a very very long scene and this is like foreshadowing with a guy with a very very sweaty face uh sweaty face and he's sniffling and he's sort of like piling you know measuring piles of of cocaine and this scene goes on for so long. Yeah. So long. This just, is which will become a theme in this movie. And when we look at the running time, we're like eighty-one minutes, which oh, is really no. long. Uh oh. And you're like, this is the opening scene. This is just going to be just padded scenes. Now we should point out that like Pearl Violators is just an action-packed thrill. It's ride. really action fun. scene after action scene with a couple of quippy dialogue scenes, action, 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 fight scene. You know, because I think it just um, keeps going. It's starring um, Sean Donahue. Which yeah, who's is the son of Patrick Donahue. The son, okay. I always thought they were brothers, but they're, they're father and son. Father and son, yeah. You probably just assumed that. I because did, because he's like I thought a it grown was... man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Although yet. he's not well, very tall. Sean Donahue. <laughs> I keep wanting to call him Miles Long, because well, like, that's the name of his character in Pearl You mean Inches High. <laughs> yeah, Miles Long. <laughs> it's Great. like the, the Ted David Pryor kind mm-hmm. of Because they're brothers, yeah. and that's what you're probably thinking. But exactly. No, it's actually yeah. his father. Apparently. And then there was a Richard Pryor who went on to be a comedian. Yes. Yeah. Who was the other brother? He was uh, yeah, One of us may have said Richard Pryor accidentally. You know those David Pryor, Richard Pryor films? Yeah, I'm like, oh my God. Bone was a very talented comedian. So, uh, the woman, you know, she just keeps getting captured by this gang led yeah, by Mongo. Of, yeah, it like opens up. I guess she's like looking for a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, they out really in the don't explain it. He's just like, I'll, I'm a real estate agent, and they're like, Cecil. they're like bickering in the car, and, and then, then it crashes, yeah. right? Yeah, like uh, Mongo and his gang. Mongo being this big guy that I think Colin looked it up. Yeah. was a shot putter. It was his only acting role. I mean. Everyone in this movie, it must have been their only acting well, role. First Except for of all, Sean Donahue. Oh my yeah. God, he's really, Superstar. Really, really, really bad. And I said, he looked like Peter Boyle. He, he looks looked like a exactly mus- like Peter Boyle. He looked but like the size of a wrestler. If like Peter Boyle had gone to the gym and was like a massive... <laughs> like Peter Boyle and like Young Frankenstein. Let himself gone to seed a little bit as well. Like he's not like rippling muscles anymore. He's, he's just, just kind big of, he's and big. bulky. This guy is so massive. and uh, He's got a yeah, big he's bald head. head. And then I looked yeah. him up and his name is Brian Oldfield. He's a world-famous shot putter and apparently had perfected the uh, rotational style of shot putting. Disappointingly, no one throws any uh, shot puts in this film. No, no, he doesn't toss someone, a human, like a shot putter. <laughs> yeah. That would have been amazing. Five stars, it if it had happened. <laughs> they, <laughs> he can barely lift like a hammer in this movie. <laughs> no, he always lifts up the uh, the woman by his, uh, her neck crotch. with like one I don't hand. remember that. Okay, well, we should <laughs> point out multiple times. that like we're talking about Mongo being this big muscular guy. Yeah. This is like a team of like the weeniest they're most, weeners. They're so inept. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, some of them look like big and tough but they act like, like little babies yeah because <laughs> like the woman like she's chased by one of the guys she goes into a barn she closes the door she wraps his hand in like I guess some it, kind of wire wire yeah. like a coat yeah. hanger or something like that and the guy just squeals for like 10, ten minutes, minutes. he's like let me go or I'm gonna kill you you bitch and you later bitch. on they're like someone go th- <laughs> yeah. go let Apple go free and we're like Apple is that Gwyneth Paltrow's yeah, but this like, scene, so every scene. it's so weird because it's, she's in like a closet in a barn and she figures out how to get through the ceiling. There, the whole And we keep cutting back to Apple going, it hurts, let me out, let me out. It's and it so goes on bizarre. So, so this is another, yet another scene of just needless padding. Well, maybe it wasn't needless because they had to fill running time. 80 so. minutes. And I, I mean, we've talked about this before, I believe, but it's crazy that distributors were like, people be pissed off. The movie's only 60 minutes. No, no. cut it. They'd be happy. It. It's not like, considered a 
legitimate movie, but why? Like, why not? Who I made know, that like, rule? Uh, Who made that's a dumb rule. But it, what is the rule? Because I think I, I've heard I think different things. A, it, is it seventy-two minutes? Yeah, something 70? like seventy-four minutes. An international distributor won't accept be. it. It's got to yeah. be. Come on, like yeah, if you're shown on TV, more time to show commercials. You have to get yeah. rid of that rule because I'm telling you. Movies are too long these days. Movies now are just the standard is two hours. Mm. And when we are watching a movie in the evening, it's always what's on our list and what's the shortest. Oh, we always look at the (laughs) runtime. When a movie is like 90 minutes, I get like excited. I'm like, oh, yeah. It'll be done before you know it, you know. Unless it's like 81. Then I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, maybe they padded it out. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) maybe. But uh, man, I'm telling you, it's like April and I like to watch. It's like the Halloween movie, you know, October. We like to watch the spooky movies. The horror movies. Mm -hmm. We've got Shudder. And they have all these old horror movies that we've never seen before. And we're going through them, all of them under 90 minutes. They're mostly the 80s slasher movies. Uh, but you know yes. what's funny is that a lot of those movies though, were padded out. Like I remember listening to Kevin Tierney, the director of Night of the Demons, talking about one of his films. I think it was like Witch Trap or something like that. And he's like, it was 70 minutes. And they're like, you need to add 10 more minutes. And you feel those 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather put it like, in the credits. Yeah, you just know what I mean? Those credits go so oh, slow at the end. So slow. And people can make jokes about it. I don't care as long as the movie moves faster. I am happy when like a movie just zips along and mm-hmm. it's... In and out and done. I said that once. I'm like, the perfect time for a movie is 75 minutes. Like People were angry at me. I said 90 and then... The more movies I watch now, 80, you know, 75 I'm, to 80 minutes I'm is perfect. Done at around like the 70, 80 minute mark. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want yeah, to Yeah, and over. that is actually causing people to not like movies as much because they're like, oh, it drags or this and that. And um, it, it, it's it's making movies less well received in general. But there's also this like feeling of that it just has to be two hours. It you know, has to be two you hours. You know what was good back in like the 40s when there'd be B movies and it'd be like 62 minutes? Like, look at those yeah. Roger Corman ones or like 65 minutes mm, perfect you never see those films and you're like man i wish there was another hour added to them oh, that has man. never ever happened no and then you see movies now it's like you know. we sound like a hundred years old my days in my day was no, there 3ds it, and they're shaking chairs read the room brevity is, no one to leave no oh, one yeah. to get out of there uh, the person who's like i got ripped off this movie was only 70 minutes nobody says <laughs> nobody that. ever says that no. it's that one guy who goes to like the manager afterwards and is swearing in front of children yeah. about getting his money back he's never wanted back in that theater again like, just ban off. him yeah no more <laughs> so they call me macho woman oh yeah escape, back to that movie um gets captured escape gets captured yeah what was your favorite part april um well, I, I I do like that she eventually could get some agency. Although the funny thing is, as she's saying, she doesn't really seem to be taking this whole thing very seriously. No, she has like jokes all over the place. Yeah, she's, Constantly. she's joking. Well, actually, okay, I got what my favorite part is. There's this part where she is on the roof of a car and she's like, why are you doing this? Because after several escapes, they are all coming at her again. <laughs> it's this big group of men and one woman who mysteriously disappears halfway through the movie. Anyway. Oh, I forgot about this yeah. part. So there's this part oh. where you see her <laughs> legs and you just see the legs and she runs on the top of all their heads and then she runs away and I think that's the part where she grabs her crotch and yeah, yeah. that's a real like Fonse Yuck uh, the Jet Li Hong Kong thing it was does like that a wire too. yeah you can just see somebody on a wire going tuk, tuk. or I think uh, Tony Jaa does it in Ookbok as well he like jumps up and that's runs right, across right. people's yeah, he shoulders does. he does uh, she that does not cool. do it as a real stunt in no. no it looks really weird and then there's another part where I forget what the guy says there's a martial arts guy quote unquote that, oh, yeah, that right. comes well you're, you're cutting the chase a little bit 
bit because yeah. finally she does suit up and we're like, ah, oh, man, it'll be well, like Evil Dead, right? Oh, yeah. No, it's no. the slowest suit up you've ever seen. She finds a cabin. She's running away. Yeah. And it, I'm telling you, like, the whole middle part of this movie is her driving away in a car being chased on foot by like these five guys and she can't run and neither can they and there's a scene where they're like there's a scene where like she's coming she's coming oh wait no she's not everybody hide wait is she and they walk out no no she's coming back and they hide again she's 10 feet away from them can clearly see them all and they're running up into the hills to sort of ambush her horribly inept these holy god and they're always yelling at each other we didn't even talk about uh, Sean Donahue the star of parole violators that's right yeah who has a hilarious um, like nose ring it's a nose ring attached to like it looks like a stud in his cheek I think I don't even or did, it, it, did it go to the relayed. ear it's got a relay to his cheek and then it goes to his One to ear. The ear and then maybe into a lip ring or something it's and so he bizarre. also has a trap display on his shirt so aka his, it's a v-neck it's actually the, a peck display the neck hole, the neck hole oh, in right. his shirt <laughs> is so large it almost falls over his shoulders and it gets larger as the movie goes on because yeah, just, he, he just ripped the neck hole of a small I mean there's shirt. that scene where the two guys just kind of tumble down the hill <laughs> including him. Oh, he yeah. really sells it. Too. Yeah, he, he did does. the same stunt in. Uh, I think he's like a stunt man. So mm, he is. He worked on stunts and stuff and, like and that with people. You know what I liked about uh, uh, parole violators is mm. like clearly you know these guys can throw themselves around and they may not have uh, a huge budget or anything like that, but they know what they can mm-hmm. do and they kind of they can move and they can jump through windows and they can jump off buildings they can, they can and they can stunts. punch and kick. yeah exactly yeah. so they, they kind of like I don't know and they can slowly show someone <laughs> you know the woman in this film who we found out her name was Susie in the end credits yeah. she actually has like a cool outfit which is like a, a bunch of spikes around her waist and she has like two axes. Yeah. She puts her shirt, like uh, ties it up so you she's can see her midriff. Exposed midriff. See, before yeah. the move, before this happens, she's wearing this humongous sweater. And like a front Like a dress. librarian sweater that's still done up all the way until this. So when she finds this cabin, she's really tired. So she takes a nap. <laughs> okay. So you're, you're she being needs pursued. A nap. You're being pursued by, yeah. you know, rapist murderers. Drug dealers. You do what? You know. Take a nap. You take She's a nap. really tired, you guys. I like my sleep, so she I has understand. a nightmare. Pad that shit out. And then yeah. doesn't she? What was that a nightmare? It was a nightmare. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was. Okay, okay I yeah. think that meant when I went to the bathroom. Yeah, they burst in and then they like. Cut I her, thought. Cut her okay, arm so then she suits up and she's ready. She's very she, slowly. Her whole, very her whole slowly. like demeanor changes. It's like yeah, so. They, like throughout this movie, she's been running. <laughs> April was like, does she have hip dysplasia or something? She can't she runs run. out with like her arms out and she's like wobbling. She's running she, like a her, Charlie Chaplin. Her leg, her legs are really well, first sore. First of all, in the suiting up sequence. Sorry, uh, if you you guys didn't notice in the 20 minute suiting up sequence she puts on these uh spikes i don't know what they're 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 called. like spiky boots they're yeah. spiky boots and but, they're for climbing telephone poles yeah, yeah. so you have a, a strap that goes around the telephone pole and these spikes. but the thing is they uh the spikes protrude a bit below your mm-hmm. soles of your shoes so oh. when she tries to run <laughs> Yes. Thing is, she was running like that. Yeah, before. I don't think she's wearing them later on. So like, she looks no, all she, badass. She is. But she's wearing I think the maybe they movie. filmed that first, and she was sore from because <laughs> she's wearing like 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 uh, big nails and like two axes and heavy stuff. So it would be hard to run in that. So we got to this buildup, which is she finally <laughs> like gets in front of the whole group of baddies. She goes to them. And they're like, yeah. ah, we'll take you on. So they send the kung fu uh, guy out. Yeah, and, and what he's, happens? He's like, uh, you know, this style kung fu 
10 years or he's like i'm black belt and yeah she, and, 15 years yeah and he throw he throws he kick he throws this kick but he doesn't kick her he just balances his foot in front of her and then she's like ballet six months and then she kicks him and then the spike, through the spike goes right through because she foot. has a spike in her foot that's yeah. right yeah so she kicks his foot and it stabs through his foot and he still comes back and I forget what happens after. Oh yeah, that. no, she throws two spikes in his eyes. Oh yeah, she throws spikes in his eyes, and then the guy stabs them so they go deeper into his he head and kills himself, which reacts, which makes Apple go, "What the fuck was that?" Which I was about to say. <laughs> There's another. There was another comic relief character, which was the guy who was trying to. He he assaults her. He puts his hand under her skirt, and then she takes a twig and and stabs it into his ear. Which, by the way, you guys, it would just break off. It was not even sharp. But it was for the, the rest the of the world's movie, tiniest twig. For the rest of the movie, he has this huge bandage and it's bloody, and he's going, he's, "What? What was that? Oh yeah, what'd you say?" <laughs> well, it's trickier. That's that was my favorite part of the movie was the com- camaraderie <laughs> between all the goods because you see them yell at each other throughout, and they They're all angry. have ridiculous names like Apple, Turk, Turk. Mongo. Yeah, <laughs> Mongo. all I can think of is blazing saddles, is Mongo, and. Like when the uh, woman finally shows up at the end, she's such a badass. She throws like an axe through a guy and then she takes a whip out and whips it around the axe and pulls it back so it goes back into and, her hand. Yeah, and puts it back into her holster. And then Mongo's like, get her! And she's like, oh shit! And then she runs away in that bow-legged <laughs> run. Yeah. Where it's like, the, like you could tell like these are real axes and they're really heavy and she's like, yeah. whoa! <laughs> yeah, she's doing all these like spinny twirly things and then she tries to run away and it's yeah. not cool. Not <laughs> a good, like, not the a good action hero. can't run either because they're just so out of breath all the time. Because <laughs> they, they have like up. spike holes in them constantly. I guess, well, we didn't mention Mongo's cool um, helmet. Yeah, his finishing move. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he wears a... It shows uh, up at the beginning and the end. Uh, yeah. In the middle, too. Yeah, so it's like how he kills people. He's got these, like, uh, it looks like a leather... S&M okay, it reminds like, me of what they put on like people's heads when they're on death row, like an old timey thing, like in the Green Mile. Where yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, like a, a letter it's like a from leather death row. Stra- <laughs> no, it's like a leather strap, but there, it's a leather it's, it's from death open, row. like there's holes in it. Yeah, and his like, is studded. And yeah, it has like a unicorn horn. It's at the got top. one gigantic metal spike. Very, in the middle, very and he sharp. Headbutts people and he kills them. Yeah, we're making this film sound a lot more exciting than it actually is. Well, there's it gets a lot it gets, of downtime in the last fifteen minutes. It finally gets going yeah where she kills each and every one of them um in different ways including um georgia the jungling Mm -hmm. on a on a vine to kick one of them then she slams into a tree which knocks her unconscious even during her badass phase at the end she keeps like fainting yeah Yeah, Yeah. fucking up yeah essentially or getting knocking yourself out or getting knocked out but she (laughs) succeeds in killing everyone and there's no explanation for uh she trained in this like how did she, she had know? six months of ballet, ballet? listen if you push someone far enough oh, it's like a yeah. mom that lifts a car suddenly you'll be like an axe whip champion it doesn't yeah. matter to me as long as it's fun yeah sure like but it's not like it breaks the reality of the movie it's, it's up not to this really point. though it, it's like you know the last maybe i don't know 15 minutes mm-hmm. 20 mm-hmm. minutes tops is like it's kind of fun yeah did you have a favorite part uh, I did. <laughs> you're asking like you're asking, like a like a like anything? a sad child. Yeah. You're it's like, did, did you, you have, have a favorite, favorite part? part? As you're like petting my head. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you did. You don't have to go back to Chuck E. Cheese again, Colin. <laughs> well, there was one part. Okay, so it just got so ridiculous at one point where she was constantly getting assaulted by these guys, and then she uh, sees a car. 
these guys, these three oh, yeah. guys are parked at the side of the road. And she's like, oh, hey, yeah. save me, save me. So she gets into this car. <laughs> I about that. And the driver, his name is Gino. Mm-hmm. And he's got Gino. these like two other dude bros. Billy and uh, somebody else. Yeah, it's like Billy Gino and somebody in the back with her. And she's like, I'm being chased by these killer guys or this killer gang. Oh, man, a chick. A chick. <laughs> and they're all drunk. And they're like, yeah. And then they start assaulting her. I made a, It's like yeah. I saw the devil where like everyone's a serial killer or yeah. like everyone's <laughs> yeah, super right. terrible. They're, they're Driving drunk and Gino's like talking to himself and he's like, yeah. He's like, Gino's got this under control. <laughs> yeah, and, like, Gino's you know, a smooth guy. The sheriff's driving by and he's like, you know, hide her, hide her, blah, blah, blah. So obviously they're going to assault her because they're yeah. all drunk. And uh, so they get attacked by the gang. It's very yeah. unclear what's happening. Suddenly the gang are masters of ropes. Some guy just like throws himself into the front window. The car stops. And then one by one, these guys are taken out by the gang. And it's almost like really stealthy. They're like ninjas. They yeah. come out of nowhere. I mean, they're doing this big drug deal. So I think the idea is they're like, we can't let her get away. She's going to rat us out. I know, but I just like, but I'm it's talking so stupid. About, I'm talking about my favorite thing is the, mm. the kills. So they come in like one by one. They grab Gino. Yeah. Like a rope falls from nowhere. They, they smash his head into a window. Oh, and then yeah, the guy and then they cut it off. kicks his head into the glass and then a rope comes into the back window and yanks the guy out. And You know mm-hmm. what? This scene of these guys yeah. is 100% a reshoot to pad this movie out. That's why none of the bad guys appear in this scene because none of them do. Oh, and, she and runs there's a away. weird cut They're where she runs away camera. and she runs, she runs back. She runs away from the car and, and fades yeah, out. Yeah, and then it cut hard cuts and the gang is all there. And then she runs back. That's why it's so weird and you I see no wonder. bad guys in that scene. We just oh, figured it out. Wow. The movie detectives. Yeah. <laughs> because sense. it's like ropes are like flying out from nowhere. Yeah, which is something and that you, never happens you never in the movie. never see any of the faces of No, that. you never yeah, see any of the like, faces. Since when have also have they been this clever? She runs away from the car. It cuts and she's already running back, back to, the, to car the car. Back to the car, yeah. With, surrounded by the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Movie right, magic. Yep, because we were like, what the heck was that Yeah, that cut? didn't make any sense. It felt it, like there was a scene cut out or something. Because there's yeah. also like a landowner that you see a bunch of times and you follow him do a drug deal that makes yeah, he in goes the to city. L- he goes to LA and he's selling <laughs> Yeah, drug. that was probably a reshoot too. Yeah, or just like a bit to pad that stuff out. Um, and he, all we noticed was that he moves like Robocop where his eyes kind of like stay as he turns his body. Yeah. He stares, stays He's locked on the camera. He's like he an old man, and he's like funding, I guess, this drug deal. Yeah, he he goes and like personally sells the drugs to the yeah. dealers in LA. <laughs> and, and they're like, the we've been hearing that your drugs have uh, been killing people. None of this matters. It's yeah. just like, yeah, we got to squeeze like, this past 80 minutes. The character comes back, but none of that. I, I thought maybe like the drug dealer would come and. Nope. None of that matters. No. It doesn't matter. So just weird. lots also, of Also, I thought they were hit because he's like, the drug dealer was like, word on the street is your drugs are killing kids. Mm-hmm. And then later, Miles Long gets his face shoved into the cocaine. And I was I like, like, okay, he's just going to like, Miles, Miles Long. he's going to seizure and die. No, that doesn't happen. Yeah, the ending is kind of anticlimactic. She, I was hoping bit, that yeah. like Sean Donahue would have like a big fight with her or something like that. He's yeah. a stuntman now. He gets well, taken out real easy. Old axe to the chest and yeah. some of the worst sound effects. It's like, yeah. It all sounds like wooden blocks. It sounds, well, <laughs> because it probably came from just throwing a hatchet at a tree. Yeah. yeah, and they record the sound, so maybe they're all wooden men. It's Mongo, a metaphor. Mongo about is the, a pretty good... Mon- yeah. Mongo, Mongo gets uh, his comeuppance. <laughs> yeah, Mongo gets hit a bunch with some axes, falls over like, he's dead, and then she runs away, is like a mile away from the house, and Mongo <laughs> jumps out from behind a tree, and he's like... Arr! 
Yeah, he's like a Jason Voorhees, in the yeah. and he's actually kind of dressed like Jason, like his. Uh, his and he does a great jacket. move where he grabs her head and like tries to drag it toward the axe that he has in, in his, his chest. chest. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. And he's he's wearing the unicorn spike. And he puts it on. He puts very it, slowly. He takes it out and puts it on. And then, <laughs> very slow. And then what yeah. happens? She moves her head out of the way for when he headbutts, and he gets stuck in the tree. Yep. Is that and what then happens? She uses yeah. her trusty axe to lop his head off, but you just see the shadow of it. You don't I'm see, still like, happy we at least got that. Yeah. Yeah. Funny because it's like the movie had been so gory beforehand, mm-hmm. but we didn't get a big like blood splatter for that moment. There's yeah. not much like practical gore in this film. There was some blood There's earlier. some blood, but there's no bit. like hands chopped off or heads chopped no. off. Or it's just like, like the odd like hole. Except for that head, which we've um, decided is part of a reshoot to pad the movie out. Yeah. Right. If you're out there, uh, Patrick or Sean Donahue, email us. We love parole violators, so yeah. we'd love to talk. Yeah, that's really fun. We should do that. Um, yeah, I guess that's the movie. We just the bad guy's dead. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. like the film. We run and out the, of steam. And at, yeah. the, and at the end, she's like, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she has up in the air, and, and it was like, almost yeah. like it's almost like Deadly Prey. Where you, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Did, did it end frame? in a freeze frame? No, no there's no yeah. freeze frame. Uh, she continues on to the horizon yeah, she just and then does it again. It's almost as good. Yeah, so it's triumphant. Would not recommend. They call me Macho Woman. It's not. You know what? It's not. It's kind of a flat line. Go watch, like, I'm sure there's a compilation clip online of all the best parts. The trailer is amazing. It has all the best parts in it. So yeah. check that say, out instead. It wasn't, like, as painful as some bad movies that I've sat through. It's not like being hit by it's a not like sledge sledgehammer. sledgehammer. <laughs> I gotta say, it's not like sledgehammer, which is, like, on record as, like, one of the few movies that I wouldn't recommend. Um, oh, I would. But I'm a little, I'm just kind of, like, so-so on this movie, because while it was fun, and but it's just, like, I, I would just watch Parole Violators. It takes a long because time. Because it's very going. similar to Parole Violators, only it's a lot more boring. Yeah. It also has, has music a better pace. Yeah. that runs throughout the yeah, like, yeah. do, 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 yeah. the entire it's time. The same song. All right. So, especially and, when you're coming from Magic Crystal. Yeah. It's like, you know, some Where of the so best Where so much action. happens. Yeah. So, Magic Crystal, definite recommendation. Oh, man. Absolutely. So good. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Get through the, the kind of comedy goofiness, but it's always mm. But the comedy goofiness is some so like was, wrong. Was, was it's really funny. funny. And so you can find Magic Crystal. It's been released on DVD in Hong Kong and really nowhere else. Um, oh. Pretty much. I think you probably get it at like yesasia.com. And if you really want to watch, you're like a, a Donahue completist. Uh, they Call Me Macho Woman's available on Troma's official website, a YouTube. YouTube page. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they own the rights to it. That's why it probably has such a ridiculous title and cover because that's like the Troma brand. Right. I just wanted to say uh, real quick, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to um, the podcast This Film is Lit because uh, they mentioned us on their Q&A episode, which is the prequel episode for Mary Poppins. It's two hosts. They uh, take movie adaptations that have been adapted from books and they discuss which is better, the book or the movie. Highly recommend it. It's become one of my favorite podcasts. Their Harry Potter series is amazing. It's very in-depth and if you're a fan I would highly recommend checking that out did they read They Call Me Watch a Woman as well oh that might be a future episode adapted from the Donald Westlake novel of the same name yeah. no Donald E. Westlake uh, Donald E. Westlake oh, wait, sorry it depends what kind of novel he was writing <laughs> is it some kind of magical xylophone <laughs> By the way, it's hosted by one half of Good, Bad, or Bad, Bad, which we've mentioned before. But it's not Bad, Bad, or Good, Bad. No, no. no that's a whole other <laughs> podcast. They call, me ma- damn it. they call me Macho Woman could be on Good, Bad, or Bad, Bad for sure. Um, and uh, They we- call me Bored Audience. Uh, How about that? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <Hey-o>. <laughs> uh, the listener's like... <laughs> 
I uh, also wanted to announce that uh, we now have a Twitter account. What? I created it today. It's called, it's uh, at no such thing pod. Okay. <laughs> we no such thing as a podcast? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. We were never really here. Ha- had no room to do, um, it was a way too long handle to do mm. no such thing as a So it's called no such thing pod. Uh, and we'll be posting uh, episodes on there and any th- episode related content. But I will also be posting stuff on my personal Twitter, which is at April at Mansky. And my Twitter is at DeCluj, D-E-C-L-O-U-X, letter J. You can follow me on Letterboxd as well. Justin the Clue, uh, last name D-E-C-L-O-U-X. And I'm uh, at Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. And uh, I guess, I mean, I'll be posting stuff about the podcast on my personal account too. And uh, we're also going to be setting up a Patreon very, very soon. Uh, and we're going to have uh, two two tiers on that. Look for that soon. We'll be posting, uh, we'll, we'll announce it. Uh, it's going to be available this month. So get those $5 bills ready, just like ready to mail them or pigeon them or yeah. how do people give money now carrier pigeon that's right owls <laughs> harry potter did you guys see that harry potter trivia that um wizards yes. <laughs> wait Colin, you didn't I, I did tell him about it the other day <laughs> that um wizards back in the day they didn't use toilets they would just poop. oh they would shit in their robes <laughs> yeah. and they just magic it away <laughs> wait okay how did that, how did this come up this is what happened jk rowling said no this? this twitter was on pottermore so this twitter this trivia was on potter all this needs to stay in the podcast <laughs> it was on pottermore which is the harry potter we got a pat out this podcast it was on there for years and oh, for was some, it it was and then for some reason the pottermore twitter decided to tweet it yeah and then it got picked up by twitter and everyone's like whoa but is I, it officially sanctioned by jk Rowling? i heard that it was but i don't <laughs> know i don't know if that's true the best tweet was like can you imagine sitting and you're doing a test in like snape's class or something like that and then like billy Buzzbucket or something like that shit so talk about things they did <laughs> yeah. not need to know you and know? it's like really loud and people brought up like wait does that mean like the people who believe only in the pure race still shit their <laughs> pants because they don't like muggle stuff so they we wanna- believe in the old ways yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, also, also real quick, I just wanted to talk about, because I know you did a whole like list on your other podcast, The Important Cinema Club, about your favorite movies of 2018. Mm. I'm just going to mention one movie that I feel like was very underappreciated that came out in 2018, which is Suspiria. Now, it's funny because we were just talking before about how movies are too long these days. This one is a little too long. Mm. It has a little too much extra story in there, but I just loved it. And I feel like all my major like people that I follow reviewers are not talking about it, not talking about it enough. It's amazing to Okay. It's really good. I wouldn't. I don't know if it was too long. I think maybe on like you know second. It's like a two and a half hour. It's it's yeah. very long. It, it's long. Mm-hmm. Um, loved it. I but loved I, it as I well. didn't. It's not one of those things like I can't wait to rewatch this. Um, I but I was I was, really, was going to see it again in theaters, but I, I, I will. Did. I will uh, due to the length, you know, obviously. But <laughs> well, worry, we're all wizards here. We can shit our pants. <laughs> just shit our pants. We don't have that way we don't have to get up and go to the bathroom. Oh, I wish oh. I could do that. But it's, it still smells right. Oh, I it wish still I makes sound. That's <laughs> the sound. It still where, makes the sound. Where does it go? Oh, I shouldn't have like supersized my my coke. <laughs> don't worry. But yeah, I mentioned on Twitter what I thought the underappreciated movies of the year were. But if I could recommend anybody see anything um, from 2018 that they maybe haven't seen, it would be Suspiria. It's really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a slow burn, but it's really. Uh, it's uh, no such thing as a bad movie approved. And uh, that'll do it for this week. Uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. 
and or uh, tweet at us, or or you can tweet at us at No Such Thing Pod. I'm April Lemansky. Uh, I'm Colin Cunningham, and my name is Justin McClue. And there's No Such Thing as a Bad Movie.